What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amateleki TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Hope everyone had a good Fourth uh, of July holiday weekend. Um, hope you all have been doing well. Took this past weekend off because it was a holiday weekend, but I'm right back with you here on this Tuesday, July 7th, the year 2000. And 20 at the time that I am recording this episode and the date that this episode uh, has been uploaded. Got lots of stuff to get into. Got two big signings in the NFL. Cam Newton is a Patriot. Patrick Mahomes has his 10-year uh, extension, with the Can- extension excuse me, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Major League Baseball released their 60-game season schedule uh, last night. I get into that. I get into the name changes with the Indians and the Washington Redskins, uh, and we'll get to some other things here as far as your program uh, for the what the first full week in July is concerned. Uh, so we'll start out with the late news, and I'm pretty much the last guy to get to it and address it. And uh, that is the fact that Cam Newton uh, is now a New England Patriot. Um, and the news came down last uh, Sunday night. I'm sitting, you know, I was watching the uh, BET Awards, which wasn't which wasn't bad, by the way. I was watching the BET Awards after dinner on CBS, uh, not this past Sunday, but of course the Sunday prior to that. And I was sitting up here watching. And I was getting alerts that uh, Cam Newton is a New England Patriot, one year deal, veteran uh, minimum contract. Um, so, and if you want my thoughts on it, my thoughts on Cam Newton being a New England Patriot from both sides. Um, from the Patriots side, it's I, I love the signing. Um, you know, he's technically, you know, quote-unquote in theory, the first guy to replace Tom Brady in New England. I mean, they had that little bit of a period of time where you honestly thought that Jared Stidham was going to be the guy to, to fill Brady's shoes as the quarterback of that franchise. But, I mean, we all knew that, and I kind of had a suspicion, too, that Belichick is going to let some no-name out of the University of Auburn, you know, replace the greatest quarterback of all time that's won him uh, six Super Bowls. Belichick is a genius, and I don't expect him to basically see if he can make uh, lemonade out of lemons, you know, let essentially let Brady go to Tampa and have him stuck with Jared Stidham. Uh, he waited. He wait. He we all thought that Andy Dalton was going to be in the mix. He was not. He ended up going home, so to speak, to the you know being Dak Prescott's uh, backup with the, with the Cowboys. Um. So and he waited and waited. You know he played the waited game. He didn't take any. Uh, he didn't uh, get a quarterback out of this past uh, April's draft. He waited and waited and waited and waited. And then when he thought the time was right, he signed Cam Newton. Who, grant uh, I granted his his playing ability has you know he's got many a shoulder operations on him. He is not the same quarterback he was five years ago that uh, that gate that led the Panthers to one of the best records in all of football, won the NFC South number one seed, and ended up uh, going winning the NFC championship and ended up going to the Super Bowl. He's not that Cam Newton circa 2015 was going on five years ago, but 
Cam Newton is Cam Newton with his eyes closed is better than Jared Stidham. I don't care what anybody has to say. Um, I, I love the signing from a Patriot perspective. I love the signing from a uh, from Cam Newton's perspective. From Cam Newton's perspective, Cam Newton is a guy who granted uh, who granted you know coming off you know the Panthers. I you can make the argument that the Panthers really didn't treat him right on his way out the door. Um, injuries have definitely uh, taken a toll on his playing ability and has affected his stats. You know, his inaccuracy, I get that. But you also have to keep in mind that, you know, when you have, when you're the type of quarterback that Cam is, who's what, 6'6", 200, and, you know, 220, you know, when you're 6'6", and you're basically uh, built like a, a skinny linebacker or a power forward in the NBA, and you play the way Cam Newton plays, you're going to get banged up a little bit. And and you know and his numbers uh, over the last whatever it might be definitely showcase the fact that that you know his shoulder and his injuries that he's had you know having shoulder operations is not you know is not an easy thing to recover from especially when you are especially when you have to use that shoulder on a damn day basis a la playing the quarterback position but you know, I I like the signing. I think this gives Cam Newton a sense of motivation. Um, you know, making the, essentially the bare league minimum. Richard Sherman should keep his should keep his mouth shut and worrying about not getting a. I, I love Richard Sherman, but Richard, can you shut up, please? Can you maybe you know not get uh, crossed up uh, by Tyree Kill and and essentially get torched by that uh Chiefs receiving corp like you and your secondary and matter of fact your entire defensive members did in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. I mean JJ was you had two weeks to prepare for the game as if you all forgot as if did you all watch the uh, tape from the from the Texans and the Titans game the weeks prior to that? I mean, you you down double you up double digits in the fourth quarter to MVP Patrick Mahomes, and he comes back in the fourth quarter and essentially slices and dices up your defense in one quarter to come back to win the Super Bowl. So Richard Sherman should keep his should should keep his mouth shut and worrying about not getting essentially embarrassed, you know, in front of in front of the world in Super Bowls, blowing you know blowing a ten plus point leads. Uh, you know, blowing ten plus point leads to the Chiefs instead of worrying about Cam Newton's contract. Okay, Cam Cam Newton is fine. If Cam Newton had that much of a problem with the contract, he wouldn't have signed it, Richard. All right, mind your business and make sure that if we have a football, if we're so fortunate that we have a football season this year, make sure that you and your boys are in tip top shape and that your ducks are in a row and your house is in order. So if you end up making the Super Bowl for a second year in a row and and you're up ten or seventeen or or twenty against the Ravens or the Chiefs, whoever it might be, make sure that you don't blow the lead next time you're in that situation because your performance especially among others, was absolutely abysmal in the Super Bowl. Abysmal. But anyway, I'm getting off the beaten path. I love the Cam Newton signing. Gives him motivation. He's making the league minimum. You know, he was disrespected on his way out the door in Carolina. He's coming off of many, you know, many, he's coming off many injuries, including a couple of surgeries. You know, he's not he's not the guy, the, the quote unquote face of the league, the face new fun guy of the league like he was five years ago that, you know, 
Pat, you can make the argument that Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, even Russell Wilson have kind of stolen that spotlight on, uh, from Cam that one that once was on him a, sh- a very short five years ago. When you think about it, back in 2015, he's you know he's 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 he's, he's got a cost, and it's nothing more dangerous than an athlete essentially playing w- with a cost. When an athlete, when a big time professional athlete is playing with something to prove and is pissed off. League and everyone else, beware. Because I, to, I not, do I expect Cam Newton to come out like his 2015 MVP self? No. But will Cam Newton stink up the joint? No. And I don't care what anybody says, you know, the cocky Bills fan. I've had enough of the, of, of, of the Bills Mafia and the and The offense did nothing against against the uh, against the Texans in that wild card game. Didn't do a damn thing that entire game. And, okay, Josh Allen, I understand everyone is going gaga over Josh Allen. Josh Allen is not Jim Kelly, okay? Let, let's, cal- let's calm down. They got Stephon Diggs. Who you know? They got Stephon Diggs, who's a player that rather uh, catch eight balls for 115 yards and score three touchdowns and and lose rather than a guy that would catch three passes for 56 yards and one touchdown and and win the game. So he he's a me guy, and Josh Allen is no Jim Kelly. Let's let's call it like we see it, folks. And enough of the Bills Mafia, and and when we can essentially crown the Bills as AFC East champions, okay? Because Last time I checked, Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in the history of the sport, is still sitting there in New England. And we have Bill Belichick with a former NFL MVP that played in the Super Bowl a short five years ago. I'm a, I'm a taking my chances with the greatest coach of all time with an MVP, albeit not what he used to be, but a, a, but a former MVP quarterback in Cam over uh, Sean McDermott and, uh, and, and Josh Allen. That, that, that's just me. And until the Patriots are knocking off that pedestal in the AFC East, don't sit up here and talking about Bills Mafia and the Bills rule the, the AFC East because that's a b- bunch of hogwash. Cam Newton's got a cause. He's going to play pissed off. He thinks that everyone's under has underestimated him. He, you know, take, you know, laughed at him. You know, the way he dresses, the whole nine yards, felt disrespected with Carolina. He's coming off of shoulder operations, new environment. I'm pretty sure it's also extra motivation that he's the first. He's you know he's going to be the guy that to replace the great Tom Brady. He he's going to have a cause, as will Belichick. Belichick also is going to come out there and it's going to show the world that yeah, Tom may be a phenomenal, fantastic quarterback, but hey, I'm still that genius. I'm still a genius uh, NFL head coach with six Super Bowl uh, rings. Eight, if you count the two that he won as a defensive coordinator with with the Giants, so Belichick and Cam both have something to prove in 2020 if we have a 2020 NFL season, and I absolutely love that. I, I and I and I tell you, and I, I know it might be quote unquote sacrilege for me to say that, but you know, unless it's a, if it's Patriots and Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, I'm a vomit. Really, it will have a nonstop Belichick Brady. Love fest for two weeks that that that'd make me sick, but I tell you if we if you give me Patriots and the Saints or Patriots and anybody else besides the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, to be honest, I will not mind that. 
Cam, if that if that so happens, Cam would get a second chance. And I know, and I know the uh, probability of it happening is you know it's a long shot because then because I don't think that the because the Patriots are not better than Ravens and they're not better than the Chiefs. But if that were to happen, and crazier things have had have happened in the National Football League. I, it would not be the worst thing in the world to see the Patriots being being another Super Bowl, unless they're playing the Buccaneers. Uh, but Patriots and Saints, I wouldn't mind that. Cam Newton goes up against an old division rival, you know, his second chance in the Super Bowl. Got something to prove. Belichick having something to prove. Uh, you know, Belichick having something to prove with, uh, you know, with being there for the first time without Brady. You know, it would be what thirty years. You know, and it'd be thirty years since Belichick uh, concocted that hall. That that game plan is in the Hall of Fame. The pro that game that game plan that Belichick with Parcells, of course, but Belichick was was the mastermind. He was the defensive coordinator. That game plan that Belichick uh, came up with to essentially shut down the uh, Bills' K gun offense in Super Bowl twenty five. That that game plan is sitting there in Canton, Hall, Hall of Fame game plan. So, and then you'd also have that story of it being thirty years since uh, Bill Belichick was last in the Super Bowl in Tampa when he uh, shut down the the Bills K gun offense as a member of the of the New York Giants in Super Bowl twenty five. So, so the, the both are have a, have a cause, and I tell you, none more dangerous when 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 a coach and or an athlete. Are out there playing with a cause. Cam feels like he not feels like, but he knows and he feels that he needs to remind and show the and show the football landscape that hey, I'm still Super Cam Cam Newton, former NFL MVP, Super Bowl quarterback. He's got something to prove with that, and Belichick is out there to prove that he is still a Hall of Fame coach and can be a Hall of Fame coach without TB12 sitting behind center. And and Cam Newton has played pretty well. He he ne- he's never lost against the Patriots, and he's very good against the AFC East. Seven and one, fifty nine percent completion percentage, one thousand eight hundred and fifty one passing yards, fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions, fifty two rushes for a combined three hundred thirty four rushing yards and three touchdowns, on the ground. So Cam Newton's played well against the against the AFC East. Throw that into the mix. Both of them got a cause, and both of them have something to prove. Belichick, first time, first guy, post-Brady. And Cam wants to remind the football world that, yeah, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes may be the future of the league, but I'm still here too. Don't forget about me, Super Cam Newton. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, I'll give you my thoughts on his 10-year extension coming up right after this.
feel good. Stop now, top down, through the neighborhood. Let the wind blow, open up the window. That girl is poison like Velvet the Bow. We have a barbecue to do at five. Swimming pool party in the back on the low. BYOB and the plates of food will be laid out for free. Little kids, get down. I have a bus pull up with Tommy the Clown. to do the jerk, get crumped, go to work. And do that dance that'll make your whole damn body hurt. Playing bombardier, come and clear. It's that time of the year for everybody to be boisterous. Rock with Snoop Dogg and rejoice to this. As we go on. Welcome back to the I'm Tell It Like a T.I.S. podcast. One last thing on Cam Newton before I get to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, give you a stats right quick. Okay, um, so the I mean he outside of 2019 where he only played two games. I mean his 2016 season was a little spotty. He played 14 games, threw 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, but he did throw over over three, uh, 3,500 uh, passing yards. And his completion percentage was a little spotty at 53. percent But I mean in 2018, which was which was his last full season, he you know, he granted he only played 14 games in that year too, but his completion percentage was a career best 67 and a half percent. He threw for 3,395 passing yards, averaged about seven. He averaged seven yards per passing attempt per pass that he threw, and threw 24 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, and a QBR of 94. And and ran for four touchdowns and 488 yards on the ground, averaging about five yards a carry. So you know, and, and he and he granted he fumbled the ball six times, but he didn't, but he didn't lose any. But but anyway, I mean, and that was the year where the uh, where, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the car not the Cardinals, the uh, Panthers got a wild card spot and they ended up losing a nail biter to uh, to. Um, God, what was his name? Lost the nail bite. They lost the nail biter to the uh um the uh, Minnesota. <laughs> I can't. I can't get the thing. The New Orleans Saints. No, wait. Scratch that. 2018, they had a good year, but they failed to make the playoffs. 2017 is when he threw 22. Okay, so let me give you this one. He, either way, you go back to, to his previous two full seasons that he's played, he's put up good numbers. Uh, 2017, he threw for over 300, uh, or excuse me, threw for over 3,000 passing yards. He averaged nearly seven yards a pass. He threw for 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, had a QBR of 80, and ran for a career and ran for a career high seven hundred and fifty four rushing yards and and six touchdowns in two thousand seventeen where he played the whole sixteen game schedule and the Panthers made the playoffs as a wild card team and played well in that game and played well in that game too twenty four for forty three hundred forty nine passing yards and two touchdowns didn't and and didn't turn over the football. And I gave, and of course, I gave you 2018 stuff. So the previous two full seasons, full seasons that Cam Newton has played, he's played quite well. So granted, you know, injuries, you got to kind of take take his stats while it being injured with a grain of salt. So Cam Newton's no scrub. And again, Cam Newton with his eyes closed is better than than uh, Jared Stidham or you know, and plus where else? And plus where else was he going to go? 
You know, his only office was Patriots and Cleveland. So, and the Patriots was the best one because he knew if he went to the Patriots, odds are he was going to have the starting job. But anyway, it's not a hand on there. Switching gears now to Patrick Mahomes, and this news broke uh, uh, yesterday afternoon on Monday that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs agreed to a 10-year, I believe it was $450 million contract. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Um, for 10 years, for, and it's worth nearly a half a billion dollars. You heard that right. N worth nearly a half a billion dollars uh, is what his contract is worth. But what he signed on the dotted line was a 10-year deal for $450 million, the richest contract, not just in the history of the NFL, but in, but in all of sports. He's paid, the highest paid athlete in America was previously the Angels' Mike Trout. Mike Trout, as boring and as bland as he can be, of course, doesn't deserve to have that title uh, because Mike Trout, listen, he's a fantastic, great baseball player, Hall of Fame talent, but he's boring. I'm sorry. I know Mike in Orange County is going to have a problem with that, but I, Mike Trout, is, he's, he's, he's just so boring. He's not, nothing is interesting about him. Mike Trout, this Mike, uh, no, uh, there's too much talk about, about Mike Trout when he's the most boring, when he's the most boring player in the sport, okay, Bryce Harper isn't boring, but he's not the best player, Mike Trout is the better player, but he's boring, it's a, if, if Mike Trout had the flair and had the pizzazz as Bryce Harper, ah, we'd be doing something, but Mike Trout doesn't deserve to have the title as the highest paid athlete in America because he's boring, My, uh, Patrick Mahomes is not boring, all right, he's on commercials, he cover a Madden, he's doing this, he's doing that, it's not, and Patrick Mahomes is not boring, plus the way Patrick Mahomes plays is not boring, Whatsoever. Not born. Anyway. Ten years, four hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, here's my thoughts on it. For Patch Mahomes, it's great, it's fantastic for him. Super Bowl MVP won the MVP in in his remarkable two thousand eighteen season. His his uh first two full seasons as an NFL starting quarterback, he's taken his team to hosting uh, AFC champion. Now, granted, he hosted, you know, this past year because the Ravens' defense uh, failed to show up against the Titans, but uh, hosted back-to-back -back AFC championship games, won an AFC championship, got to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, won Super Bowl MVP, uh, all-pro, pro bowler. You know, so from a, pet, from a personal standpoint from Patrick Mahomes, it's a good job for him, good deal for him. Um, and, you know, and he, he's earned it. What can I say? He's earned it. Um, and kudos to him and, uh, congratulations to Patrick. Having said all that, I do not like the idea of signing anybody to a 10 year contract in general, let alone have it be worth damn near a half a billion dollars from a football standpoint. Patrick Mahomes is not worth $450 million. Tom Brady is not worth $450 million. Lamar there is not a NFL player, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Auden Tate of the Cincinnati Bengals. No one is worth $450 million, especially over a 10-year period. I mean... 
for for t- ten years is a long time, and all of the and my brother showed me this earlier this morning. Not those ten year contracts that have been signed in the NFL, or you know, within the last whatever it might be, the players never stay there the full ten years. They stay there seven, eight, one. They ne- they never work out. And another thing that's alarming is that when you look at these quarterbacks that get these big time extensions, if they've are if they've been to or and or have won a Super Bowl, if when they once they sign a big contract, they don't not most they don't go back. Joe Flacco got the Ravens to a Super Bowl, signed a mega signed a mega deal with the Ravens, made it to has made it to the playoffs one time in his career, got benched for Lamar Jackson in 2018, and has been on two teams in the span of 18 months. And no, you know where he is now, up in Jersey, his home state, uh, being the backup to Sam Darnold. Rams gave Jared Goff all that money. What happened? They had they had to let Todd Gurley loose. And and that team is in literal cap hell. And what happened when the Rams gave Jared Goff all that money? He stunk up the joint. I, I give you a million examples. Uh, uh, give me an, Aaron Rodgers hasn't hasn't been to and or won a Super Bowl since 2010. Has that how's that worked out for for the Green Bay Packers? I I, I, I give you I give you another one. Uh, Russell Wilson was recently the highest paid player in the NFL. He 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 he's a guaranteed divisional round playoff loss every single time he takes the Seahawks there because. His team has no money to give him decent pieces around him because because his contract takes up so much cap space. So they essentially have to ham and egg their way to t- to ten and six, eleven and five, win a win a wild card game on the road or at home against a lousy opponent, and then they play the big bad boys and they lose in a divisional round every year. This past January they couldn't stop Jimmy Graham. So I mean, look at him, Kirk Cousins, getting paid all that money. He finally wanted to win a. Pl- he finally decided he wanted to win a playoff game this year. You know, I I I, I give Brady a lot of crap, and Brady isn't necessarily one of my favorite, you know, athletes, you know, you know, playing today. But at least, uh, but I give Brady props with this. Brady is more interested in. Winning championships and putting his himself therefore his and therefore his team in position to win championships to the point where Brady doesn't need to make a whole lot of money. He doesn't even he doesn't need it to survive because Giselle's made money hand over fist. Number one and number two, Brady could Brady could give a crap about how much money he's being paid as long as he isn't like. If, if if his dollar amount is is in the millions, Brady Brady will be fine. He's he's got the TB12 stuff. Make you know he had that Facebook uh, documentary series that he had a couple years. Brady's fine. He's got an endorsement deal with Under Armour. The, the, the man will live. So I I mean I I give Brady a lot of a lot of flack, but I give him credit on this. 
He de- he doesn't essentially, you know, soak up the entire salary cap pool for you know and leave nothing left for for the rest of his other guys. Because at least with Brady, it's like, listen, give me the. I'm more interested and I am more focused on winning championships. And then people want, and then people get all up in arms and get upset and get all pissed off when the Patriots play and you know are play every single time you turn around, the Patriots are playing in a Super Bowl or or an AFC Championship game. Well, well, don't just the Patriot way. It's not just how Bill Belichick relegates and manages his players and his roster. And Brady eating avocado ice cream, drinking nothing but water, and uh, and 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 essentially not not eating not eating any carbohydrate, and 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 uh, and and and, br- and brushing his teeth with uh, with uh, with baking soda. It, it's it's more than that. Why do you? It's it's no coincidence why Tom Brady isn't the highest isn't one doesn't even come within the top uh, five of highest paid players in the NFL. That's that's no coincidence. Brady is more interested in winning championships rather than being the highest paid player in the league. And and, and to be honest, I, I I I give him a ton of credit and and I have a lot of respect for him for that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be the highest played player in the history of the sport and then, and then have the nerves to appear. Well, Patrick, well, we're chasing a dynasty. Well, well, hold on now. Your dynasty better be, you know, you better win 2020, 2021, 2022. Because after 2022, you can kiss that dynasty, dynasty stuff goodbye. You ain't building a dynasty when you got that mega contract soaking up all that cap space. You're not. Okay, this isn't baseball, you know, where it's New York Yankees where you can have, where, you know, where you can have, you know, three guys making over $115 million. This is football. You got salary caps. And I understand the quarterback position is the most important position, but my goodness. Leave a little something for somebody else. No, and we, and we are in the middle of a pandemic. Last time I checked, you know, could, could you have waited? It's not, and it wasn't like a la Russ Wilson last year. You know, he was going to hit free agency. No, he still has a couple. He had a couple more years left of his, of his rookie contract. He, he, you mean to tell me that Patrick Mahomes couldn't couldn't have lived off of that? Not to mention all the little incentive stuff he's gotten from winning the Super Bowl back in February. I know. Well, you need to, well, when the opportunity's there to make you bread, man, you got to go think it. Nothing would have, nothing could have, nothing was going to happen. And if we didn't have an NFL season, well, there's no chance of him getting hurt if there's no football season. So, 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 so why, why, why even go with that? And it's not like that Patrick, you know, it's not like that he quote-unquote needed the the 450 million dollars i mean let's be fair he's not you know he didn't he didn't he he's he's not travis kelsey growing up growing up in a ghetto of of cleveland heights he you know he's he's not scotty pippen growing up dirt poor in the middle of arkansas with two people uh confined to wheelchairs 
He, 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 his, 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 he's had a pretty decent quality of life the last 20 plus years he's been on earth. Well, I mean, let's be fair. When there's still millions of people unemployed because of this freaking pandemic. He, you mean somebody gonna wait a little bit? I'm just saying. You know? And, and he's not Russell Wilson, he's not Tom Brady, you know, when that, uh, when that child support doesn't come in at the first of the month, you know, when Bridget Moynihan doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, give uh, Tommy Tommy Boy that child support at the come the first of the month or future you know while he's busy going out there making trash records you know when when he forgets that to uh, to give Sierra that child support check at the first of the at the at the first of every month <laughs> Russell Wilson and Tom Brady got to be there to pick up the slack so they got they got their own kids to take care of and they got to take care of kids from their uh, partner's previous relationships. You know, Brady's got Brady's got kids from from uh from two different women and I I think Giselle probably has a couple kids from other men she's been with. And Russell Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson, Sierra is what 8 9 months pregnant with with their second kid that they've had together. And Russell Wilson also got to take care of, you know, future's kid and then the kid that he birthed with uh, Sierra, but, but but I understand those guys because those guys actually have families. And you know, Russell Wilson's been in the league for what since two thousand. Russell Wilson's been in the league for two thousand twelve. Nearly, nearly, we're coming close on on ten years. Russell Wilson's played in the NFL. Brady's been playing in the NFL since the turn of the new millennium. Patrick, this is 2020 will be Patrick Mahomes, only Patrick Mahomes' third full season as a starter in the NFL. And, and again, he's by himself, not married. I didn't give a crap about his dopey girlfriend. Nobody cares. He's he's unmarried and he's by himself. No kids. Essentially, what, you know, what married folk like to call, quote unquote, no responsibilities. You know? So he he couldn't have waited a couple years. He couldn't have waited, you know, once we get out of the pandemic. And again, I don't want to hear chasing dynasty when essentially at, well, after a couple years, you know, 2022, 23, whatever it is, you know, where he basically will soak up all the cap space. Especially when his homeboy... Chris Jones, who made who made one of the biggest plays in the Super Bowl back in February, got stiffed by the Chiefs with with a with a franchise tag, and then he turns around and sees Patrick essentially, whether he meant to or not, shoving in Jones's face, signing a ten year deal for four hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean, really? Well, taking less to say, make sure take to, Chris Jones is just as vital as us getting that Lombardi as I am. Get get him get him take care of first. Get you get. I know I'm the quarterback. I know I'm the franchise guy. But take him a man's Chris Jones first. That's what I would have done. I I understand. Get your bread, earn what you can. But gee whiz, Patrick, four hundred fifty million dollars for ten years. I don't I don't like the length, and it's way 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 too expensive, especially when you're playing in a sport with a salary cap. Way too expensive. I give a crap what anybody else says. I'm not interested. 
There's no football player on planet Earth that's worth $450 million. Not one. And it's not because of the talent. It's because of the nature and the structure of essentially the economics of how a football of, of how football team front office works. Again, if, the, if this was baseball, totally different. It's not baseball. This is football. You got salary caps. You got other guys sitting there that is just as vital and just as important of you being a Super Bowl MVP as you are. You know, make sure that Chris Jones gets his money. Don't you know? Don't don't let the Chiefs essentially stiff him with the franchise tag in March and then turn around a couple months later and give Patrick essentially a half a billion dollars. That 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 because that's not right. And I tell you, this type of stuff is what breaks up teams. And again, I don't want to hear, you know, in a couple of years, you know, when, uh, you know, and come 2025 and the Chiefs are ham and egging their way to get that uh, last wild card spot with a 9-8 and eight record and Patrick Mahomes is all up in arms and frustrated why he doesn't have any weapons. I want him to look back to and look back to this contract. Because you do yourself no favors as far as winning championships and the style that Brady has his entire career signed in mega deals like that. Because when you look back in the history of the sport, these quarterbacks have signed these huge gargantuan contracts that soak up nearly the entire, you know, soak up 80% of the cap. They, the odds are nine times out of ten, they don't win championships. And it's no coincidence why 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 that is the way it is and it's no coincidence why why you've never even heard of Brady being the top 5 highest paid players in the sport but and turn around and see why he's the winningest quarterback in the history of the sport with six championships it's no coincidence don't just mimic the the fitness stuff and you know the way they run things in the system but also look at look at the money okay Brady, Brady, Brady is not a is not a glutton chasing down every buck he can put his hands on. Because at the end of the day, Brady is more interested in winning Super Bowls rather than setting these asinine records about being the highest played player in the sport. Because when we sit back and look back in th- in thirty years, no one will give a crap about Patrick Mahomes' five hundred million dollar contract if he never steps on the field in the Super Bowl again. People will still talk about Brady's six Super Bowl championships come 2030 when it's all said and done. And no one will give a crap about how much money these guys made. That stuff is so overrated, it's unbelievable. You think the the Steeler fan that, you know, that has been a season season ticket holder since the 70s, you think the Steeler fan cares and or remembered how much money Terry Bradshaw or Mean Joe Green was making? I mean, come on! This this contract and the money stuff is is it's it's overrated and it's it's oh it's overly talked about. I you know when you look back when it's all said and done, you'll care about the championships and what they did on the field, not how much money was in their bank account. And one and one other thing before I before I finish, can the media stop going overboard and going so over the top? About Patrick Mahomes working out at you know waking up essentially at seven in the morning to go work out after he signed his contract, he he's he's a football player. Damn it, it's his job. We expect because he signed a ten year contract, we expect him to uh, 
a la Joe Flacco to pull up in the drive-thru and treat himself to to uh, six Happy Meals. It's uh, Patrick. Oh, look at Patrick Mahomes that they signed a big contract out on football. Ooh, ooh. It's it's his job. Calm down, okay. They're paying him to get up at seven in the morning to go throw footballs on on a practice field. That that's his, that's his occupation. That's his job. All right. Training camp is coming up in a couple of weeks. Can you can you calm down with that and quit acting like that? That Patrick Mahomes essentially, you know, is is uh, is Audie Murphy. Give me a break. And and one more thing, and one more thing too, Patrick, you're you're a, you're a four hundred and fifty million dollar man. Time to start dating some four hundred and fifty million dollar women. I'm just saying, you you can't be walking around as the highest as the as the highest paid athlete in sports and walk around and and still think that that uh that uh, that overrated high school sweetheart crap is acceptable. Come on now. She, 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 come on. Just sitting up there jumping and screaming, you know, like she just won the lottery after every pass Patrick Mahomes made in the Super Bowl. Oh my God, give me a break. I, when winning, winning, and won when you've won the Super Bowl and you don't know how to act. Oh my God, Almighty. Enough of her to last a lifetime, please. Brittany Matthews, better name. Enough, please. Okay, and I know everyone out there thinks that she is essentially the hottest thing since sliced bread. Enough. Goodbye. Enough. Okay. Did you see? Did you see Derek Jeter dragging around women that he went to high school with? I I don't think so. There are plenty of single supermodels out there. Patrick, it's about time you hooked up with one of them. I'm just saying. Back after this. Welcome back to the Amatella Like It TIS podcast. Switching gears now to Major League Baseball, who announced their, uh, or excuse me, released their 60 game season schedule last night on MLB Network. Um, and before I get into that, I got a couple things I want to get to as far as players opting out are concerned. Um, first off, oh, excuse me. 
First off, uh, Ian Desmond said that he won't play, essentially citing, you know, he needs to be with his kids, he needs to be with his family. There are many issues in the sport of baseball. You know, not that many. I guess Ian must have listened to that Everything Wrong With show that I did a couple weeks ago, essentially saying how, you know, how little the African-American population is involved in the sport, you know, whether it be from players, executives, ownership, manager. I guess he must have heard that because he went on Instagram the next week and said that, listen, we only got a, uh, we got a, what, two uh, black managers, you know, the uh, participation of blacks in Major League Baseball is at an all-time low. You know, finding the black athlete is few and far in between. We got many issues with that and sexism and racism and anti-Semitism and everything else, you know, and saying how the sport basically needs to do better to make the sport uh, not so freaking expensive, which is something I also brought up on my uh, Everything Wrong with Major League Baseball show. You can find that uh, if you subscribe to the Amatelica TIS uh, podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, and everything, and every uh, and Anchor FM. Uh, I, I essentially brought all that stuff up, and he uh, did nothing but essentially regurgitate that. And give and and combine that with coronavirus of why he isn't going to play in the, you know in the 2020 season and I commend him for that and I applaud him for that because it seems like he's been the only guy that's essentially had the guts to basically step back and say this sport has so many issues that goes through. yeah and he also took a shot at the Astros saying we also got cheating in the sport with the Astros with the with the illegal sign stealing. I mean, he he hit he hit the nail right on the head, uh, and you know, and Eden Desmond, you know, I commend you for that, and well well said, well said, and well spoken words. I mean, he, he essentially I get see that someone I don't know who's listening, you never know who's listening, but someone either heard this and relayed the, relayed what I said back to him. He personally heard it, and if he did, Ian, please reach out to me, uh, out on Instagram. Now your boy is on Instagram. Get a load of that. And I actually had the GOAT, the greatest wide receiver of all time, no BS, the Jerry Rice follow me on Instagram, which lasted for about a couple of days. I looked yesterday. He unfollowed me. Considering that I that I, that I I had just created my account and he followed, it must have been either. It must have been. I'm not, I'm not going to take it personal. He must have did it by accident. You know, what's going through? What am I doing following this guy for? So, and again, but... He did. I, I am on the record, and I got visual proof that Jerry Rice followed me on Instagram for three, for for about four days. So, and not many people out there can say that Jerry Rice follows them on uh, Instagram. But your boy is on Instagram as of late last week. It's the same handle as my Twitter at the J Shield. And Ian, if you're listening, reach out to me at the J Shield on Instagram and or on Twitter. But or it's just a mere coincidence that, you know, that he brought that he said that in his Instagram post about a week after I had brought it up on my podcast. But anyway, I mean, he, he mentioned the issues was wrong with the sport. And I give and combine that with the coronavirus and everything else. I give, I give props for that to Ian for that. Then Mark one of my favorite baseball players ever, uh, decided he won't play after talking to Freddie Freeman, who's really. Uh, been hit hard with the coronavirus as a person who really doesn't get sick much, 
who doesn't really get sick at all. And then coronavirus hit him and it basically took him for a loop. Marquez got on the phone with Ian Desmond. Marquez said, yep, I'm not going to play this season. not going to risk it. I don't blame Nick for that whatsoever. Nick Marquez is one of my favorite baseball players ever, formerly of my Baltimore Orioles. And I commend Nick for that. And I give him, I got nothing against and no problem with, if players don't feel like it's safe, don't play. I got no problems, no issue, no gripe about that whatsoever. And But the one thing I do have to say is Mike Trout should make up his mind whether he wants to play or not. I don't want to hear Mike Trout saying, well, my wife is pregnant. We're going to have a baby. I don't want to get her. I want to be with her at this time of her pregnancy. I don't want to get my new kid sick. I don't want to hear Mike Trout basically give the reasons of why he shouldn't play. But yet I look, but yet I look on the Internet and I see him. You know, shagging fly balls at Angel Stadium with a, or rounding the bases with a mask on that he isn't even wearing properly, which is a whole nother other uh, argument and debate. Mike, no one will say boo and no one will get on you, especially you, if you sit out. Okay, and I know, and I, if the if Mike Trout thinks that he has has an obligation as the, as the league's quote unquote poster boy to play, he's mistaken. Okay. I don't care what Mike in Orange County says, what my man Chris Russo says, the idea that Mike that the idea that it will basically be a a hindrance on the sport if Mike Trout doesn't play is a bunch of hogwash. Half of the people don't know who Mike Trout is anyway, on top of the fact he plays on the West Coast and no one is able to watch him to begin with. So the idea that, that, that the whole baseball world and baseball fans alike are dying to see Mike Trout play is, is, is a bunch of nonsense, okay? No one else, again, unless you're Mike in Orange County or an Angel fan and or another Angel fan, you could care less about Mike Trout suiting up with, with the Anaheim Angels. They got they have no shot to be they got no shot to make it anyway. I, Trout and Rendon, granted, they have no starting pitch to speak of whatsoever. And he does, and he is not the type of player that, like I said in the previous segment, he's boring. He does not. He's boring. He's not exciting to watch. He does. He doesn't have much of a personality. He he's robotic. He's boring. He 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 doesn't. He does nothing for me as a baseball fan. Absolutely nothing. He, he's he's boring to watch. I'm sorry, Mike Trout is boring, and the idea that you know that it will drop baseball's ratings and and the popularity of it will sink into the toilet if Mike Trout doesn't play it's a bunch of nonsense. So if that's Mike Trout's reasoning for feeling that he's obligated to shoot up and essentially take bag practice and shag fly balls with Shohei Otani and Rendon in Anaheim, someone needs to tell Mike Trout, I hate to break it to you, but you're not as important to the sport as you think you might are. I'm just saying. Mike, make up your mind. If you don't want to play, don't play. But don't sit up there and list all the reasons of why you shouldn't play and then go out there and play. Make up your mind because you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, it's dangerous. I want to be with my kids, my wife, and everything else. And then turn around and, and, and we see you running the bases with a mask on at Angel Stadium. Pick one. Make up your mind, Mike. Let's move on. All right, will you please? Um, and I'm, I'm getting feisty and I'm getting annoyed because it's about what coming up on four months since I've been stuck inside this freaking house. I've been, you know, I've been outside of going to the grocery store, going to see to the CCBC parking lot for a little graduation drive uh, by thing for my cousin, and 
and uh, and going up to my and going up to Archbishop Curley High School to get my tux fitted, which lasted about five minutes. I have done. I've essentially been stuck in the confines of my home since March the twelfth, and I'm getting cranky, and I'm getting annoyed, and I'm getting very irritable. In case you haven't realized that already, I'm getting, I'm getting very, very easily annoyed and irritable. I've been stuck up inside this house. Granted, I'm grateful that I have a home to live in, and and there's a roof over my head, and all my family is safe. But gee whiz, no graduation. Keep your fingers crossed that I have my graduation at the end of the month. I, I gotta wait a whole month for me to graduate. Two months after I was supposed to graduate, I'm gonna graduate in late July. Okay, my my birthday, all the you know, my birthday for turning 18. It was I gotta be fair. It was, it was a bit of a dud, all things being considered. I haven't seen any of my I haven't seen any of my friends, my football, my old football teammates. I go to school. I haven't seen any of them in person since mid March. Okay, my man Biggs is going. My man Biggs left today to go serve for our country in the army for boot camp. I I'm I'm getting very easily annoyed and very irritable. So you know, so if I if I seem a little harsh on Trout because he doesn't know how to does he can't make up his mind whether to stay home with his pregnant wife or know how to hit the three one curveball at Angel Stadium you know, during batting practice, or if I get on Patrick Mahomes for taking $500 million when we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic and I, and I, and I've seen enough and I've, and I've seen and heard enough of his dopey girlfriend of his. And if I'm a little on edge because, uh, because Richard Sherman thinks, you know, that the whole world gives a crap about what he has to say about Cam Newton's contract when he crapped his pants along with his defense in the Super Bowl. If I'm a little annoyed, if I'm, if I'm a little edgy for your taste, I apologize. But all this stuff is just, it's, 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 I, I, I can't take it anymore. Major League Baseball announced their schedule for the 60-game abbreviated 2020 MLB season last night. And I don't want to bore you with giving you the whole uh, schedule, but I'll give you the opening day games. Opening night will be July 23rd. Opening day, as a matter of fact, will be um, July 24th, the following day, on that Friday. Opening night will be on a Thursday. And ESPN will have back-to-back games. They'll have the Yankees at the Nationals and Washington uh, Nationals Park on ESPN at 7 o'clock. And they'll have Giants-Dodgers at 10. This is Eastern time. Um, and then opening day, Mets and Braves at, uh, at City Field at 410 on ESPN. Blue Jays and Rays at 640 at the Trop. Brewers and Cubs at Wrigley on ESPN. My Orioles open up on the road against the Red Sox. First time, I believe, since 1966 we've opened up at Fenway Park. That game will be at on 7.30. Tigers and Reds at 6.10. Marlins and Phillies in Philly at 7.05. Royals and Indians at 7.10. And then Rockies and Rangers to open up Globe Life Field, the new stadium down in, down in Arlington uh, at 8.05. Pirates and Cardinals at 8.15. D-backs and Padres at 9.10. A's and Angels in Oakland at 10.10 on ESPN. Uh, Twins and White Sox at 810, Mariners and Astros at 910, 
Giants and Dodgers at 940. The Giants, uh, or excuse me, the Dodgers and Astros will play. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but they will play in the middle of September. Uh, that will, of course, be the big rematch after everything has gone down, you know, what seems like a long time ago from from uh, November to February with the whole Astros cheating scandal and scenario is concerned. So, yeah, that's to be looked forward to. Um, and also, and give credit to Mike in Orange County, he sent me this uh, earlier this morning uh, via Twitter. He he gave me the toughest 2020 schedules based on 2019 records. His angels have his angels are tied with the Marlins for the hardest one at 5.34 opponent winning percentage. Well, guess who ha well guess who has uh, the third uh, hardest schedule in uh, you know in all of baseball this 2020 abbreviated season. My Orioles were our opponent winning percentages, an average of 531 tied with the Seattle Mariners. So if the Orioles don't win a game, I don't want to hear, well, you guys suck, okay? When you when you have to play, when you're playing a cent, when you're playing, we're four out of the what? Nine teams, nearly half of your opponents are postseason teams that made the playoffs last year. One of them is the defending World Series champion on one side. The other one, your divi your division, your natural division rival who you play every year 19 times a season, is favored to win the World Series, whether it's a 60-game season or 162-game season. So I just want to remind y'all that and keep and have y'all keep that in mind. You know, if the Orioles, you know, start on the schneid and go 0 for 21. So yeah, keep in mind, we got the third hardest uh, schedule and all in you know in baseball this season while the Dodgers essentially will have a and I understand they couldn't help it because because they wanted to play you know west plays west east and east I understand all that but don't go waxing poetic if the Dodgers you know win go 50 and 10 because they play one of the softest schedules in all of baseball that that AL West is 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 nothing and the NL West is nothing Take a break. I'm gonna get to this to these names to the name controversy and and uh, some other things to wrap up the program. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Amateur Like a T.I. Is podcast. Switching gears now, let me get this out the way. Uh, it's controversy that's yeah, been brewed up uh, since the last time I've been on uh, with Evan Cohen, which, I, which, and I thank you all so much for that. Um, that episode is, is right now the top five most listened 
episodes of the Amatelic in the history, in the short history of the Amatelic and TIS podcast. So I thank you guys so much for that. Um, it's, it took off. Plenty of people have been talking about it, mentioning it on Twitter. And again, one more time, thanks again for, for, for to Evan Cohen for coming on. And I appreciate you guys out there, the listener, who's uh, essentially made that podcast in our little corner of the world a, uh, a major hit. Um, let me touch on these names right quick with the Redskins and Indians. Let me get this out the way. Redskins name has to go. It's Redskin. It's a slur. You know, black skin, white skin, yellow skin, brown skin. It's it's it's. You know, I I understand the angle of the Redskin fan with the tradition, and you know, it's been their name for a long time. Why changing? I understand all that, and I totally get you on that. But you know, it's in this day and age. I you know, it's it's, it's time for it's time, it's 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 time for it to go. You know, I mean, you know, hey, and I I know hail to the Redskins, and you know, I understand all that, and you gotta go out and you gotta buy new gear, new merchandise, and the history with the Redskins with Joe Gibbs, and I I get that in Sonny Jurgensen and Lombardi in the late sixties, but. You know, I mean, it does, it sounds a little, it, it, it is, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a slur pretty much, you know, red skin. It's, you know, you, I can see how people and how native Americans can be offended by the term red skin. Cause it, because it, because it, it's, it sounds very, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a flat. I, I wouldn't say it's it's, it's not a flattering, it's not a flattering name. I'll put it to you like that. It's just, it's not it's not a flattering name, and to be you know, and if they want the name to be changed, change the name. So I'm being if it's time for the name to go, it's time for the name to go. I I I understand and I get both sides. I understand the side that says, look, it's it's racially insensitive. It's it's a it's a slur. It's not a term of endearment when you're talking about Native Americans. I I understand all that, and I also understand the Redskin games. The Redskin fan that's been going to games for a long time, you know that that's with the tradition, and you know it's been a name for a hundred years. Why change it now? I I understand, and I get both sides of that. But at the same time, in this culture and in the in today's climate that we live in, it's time for the name to go. Now, I mean, and 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 to the football fan, to the football fan that's been a football fan for a long time. And they'll, you know, whatever the name is that they'll decide to name the team, we'll call them that. But in the back of, our, you know, but if we're casually talking, we're not giving it much thought. The the obvious Freudian slip will will be the Washington Redskins because it's been their name for a long time, and that's the identity that we've had with that team, you know. And and if you and for all of you out there, basically expect Redskins fans to throw away their Redskins paraphernalia. You're crazy because a they paid for, a they paid for it. they can do whatever they want it's, they, it's theirs they own it, not to mention it's also it's also a hard to ask the fan that's been a fan of the team for a long time that goes to the games and buys the merchandise all of a sudden you know at the job of a hat you know change uh you know essentially change uh the way they look at the team I guess is what I'm trying to say it's it's time for the team name to go. But if the Redskin, but if the Redskin fan takes time, needs time to basically uh, grow apart and to distance themselves from that name, I got no problems with it, you know. And and what it's going to do is that to the fan that basically out of defiance 
is going to they're going to go to Redskin games and 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 sing hail to the Redskins like like you wouldn't believe to to, to the Cowboys. I mean that they'll, they'll sing that with just as much pride and just as much passion as you know as as they would with the national anthem or their or their favorite song. You will you go to Redskin game, you will see so many people wearing stuff not even with the logo but just with the word Mark Redskins on it. You will see. What the problem with this is that it also will will fire up the other side. That will be like I'm gonna go to the Redskin games. I'm gonna wear Redskin paraphernalia that has the actual name on it, and I will sing uh, "Hail to the Redskins" so loud and with so much passion. And on my social media, I will do hashtag #HTTR if they you know if they change the name to like the Warriors or the Hogs where the where the R doesn't apply. If they of course if they're thinking of changing it to the Red Tails, of course it'll still be H T T R. They'll still have that hashtag in place, but but you get the idea. But I mean, it's time for name to go. I I understand both sides of the coin and both sides of the argument. But Redskin, it's not a flattering term, and you know it's, it's time for that. It's a, a brown skin, yellow skin, white. I I I I understand where that where people are coming from with that. So it's time for the name to go. Anyway, now having said that, I'm gonna go the other way. The why we need why we feel obligated to change the Cleveland Indians name, I have no idea. I know the big the controversy with both is the Redskin name. It wasn't necessarily the logo; it was the name. With the Indians, it wasn't the logo; it wasn't the name. It was the Chief Wahoo logo. Which, and to be quite honest, it should have been a bigger uproar about the Indian logo than it was the actual Redskin name. Because the logo doesn't essentially have that negative connotation stereotype that the Indians' ex-logo did with Chief Wahoo. I mean, you want to talk about Redskin it doesn't get no redder skinned than the Chief Wahoo logo with the with the big gigantic teeth and the face in 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 uh, in bright red. Well, now, why that wasn't made a bigger deal than the Redskin name, I have no idea. Partly because it's partly because it's also the fact that football is a bigger sport than baseball is. But if you want to sit here talking about racist and being insensitive. I think the Chief Wahoo speaks more volumes than Redskins, considering that there are many of schools on Native American, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that there are many schools out of honor of the Native Americans that named the, uh, that Native American reservations. That's the word that have the name Redskins, you know. I, uh, why why the name was made a bigger deal than the Indians logo I'll never understand but I but what, from what my understanding is that the big controversy about the Indians was about the Chief Wahoo logo which they dropped and then they and then they essentially just go by the red sea that they have which which is not a bad, which is not a bad logo either but I mean I I don't I don't understand it I don't get it um, and again, unless, and I have not heard now, if now, I now listen, if someone comes up, if a bunch of people of Native American descent come out and say, I'm Native American, I'm a, I don't know how you'd be offended by the term Indian. I mean, what the, I, what the people, uh, the people in India controversy on the, okay, 
American Indian, okay? We Native American, American Indian, Indians, it's all it's all one and the same, okay? You you go you use any three of those names, you know what I if you're saying Indians, we're not talking about the people nine times out of ten in India, we're talking about the 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 Native American Indians that had that actually this land was theirs until the white Europeans came by and wiped them all out and and kill and killed them off so and, and again redskins it's it's a redskins is a slur the word Indians on its own not adding dirty or not adding an adjective to it the word Indians on its own is not a slur it's it's the same thing it's it's you know it's it's who they are it's it's their name there's nothing is nothing racist about the word Indians, unless you're, unless you're, you know, that type of person that's looking for something to be offended, uh, looking for something to be offended by, uh, how dare you call me an Indian? Well, c come on now. Uh, yeah. Red, redskin, I get that, that, that's, that's a slur and it's, and it's not, and it's not in Indian. It's what it is, you know? Squanto, Squanto, an American Indian. That's what he was. Okay, no, no one, no. I put it to you this way: no one looks. You know, when when you get when you get that uh that Native American history lesson in elementary school, no one looks at no one looks at Squanto with with the first Thanksgiving and say, oh hey, that's a redskin, and, and they 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 don't they don't do that. Which should show you right there that the, that the name doesn't belong. People look at hey that that's an Indian that's a, that's an American Indian. One's a slur and one's an actual name of that group of people. So I I I, I don't I don't understand the whole Indians controversy. Again, uh, now if a bunch of Native Americans come out and say we're offended by this, change it, then change it. But I don't want to hear. And I tweeted this out the other day. I don't want to hear. You know, I I don't want to hear a bunch of. Uh, of overly sensitive, politically correct people with nothing else better to do than the, and and think they and think that they're the second coming of Dr. King, and think that changing a name of, of a stupid sports team is going to change the world, because because at the end of the day, changing the Redskins name, changing the Indians name, and if you, you might as well finish by Blackhawks, Seminoles, Braves, Chiefs, you might as well, might as well clear them all out. Changing the names of those teams is not going to stop the stop nor end the racial oppression in America, the systematic racism in America, nor at, to what Ian Desmond said is not going to change the fact that essentially minorities in positions of power in the sport of baseball or American born minorities in general are playing more of them are playing the game of baseball. That's not going to solve anything. Changing their name. Grant you, granted they should, but changing the name isn't going to stop. Isn't going to change the fact that Colin Kaepernick is unemployed. Why there's only a handful of NFL head coaches in the National Football League. Why there is no black owner in the NFL, and why and why the uh, black and why the and why there are little to no uh, black executives in NFL front offices. So I, changing the name, uh, Redskins, that's fine. I, I grant you that. But let's stop acting like that. That we're essentially changing the world, and we're the, and we're Malcolm X by changing by changing names of stupid sports teams. Because the names is not the issue; it's the system. It's the system, and the meat and potatoes of it is the issue. The issue is not the name being called the Cleveland Indians. The issue is is that 
how many people are running the Cleveland Indians organization. What what type excuse me, what type of people run the Cleveland Indians organization? Okay? You can change you can dropping the name won't change the fact that won't change the fact that uh that there's what? I don't even think they have a, a an African American player on their roster. I might I might be I might be mistaken, but that is not going to change anything. It's not gonna, okay, you changed the name of Cleveland. That's not going to change the fact that that the I gave it to you guys on that everything wrong with changing the name of the Cleveland Indians is not going to change the fact that black people and other minority American born minorities I i.e. black people and and whatever Native Americans that are left is not going to change the fact that the numbers of people like them playing the sport of baseball are at an all time low. It's not going to change that. It's not going to change the fact that, that I could count on one hand how many black managers there are in Major League Baseball. Changing the Indians' name is not going to change that. Changing the Indians or the Redskins' name isn't going to change the fact that George Floyd was killed was killed in Minneapolis by that Derek Chauvin punk. That's not going to change the fact. It's not going to change the fact. I'm still waiting for Breonna Taylor's killers to be punished. It's not going to change. It's not going to change the fact while the, why there was a while there was a black kid that nearly got lynched in the middle of a woods during Fourth of July weekend. It's not going to change the fact. It's not going to change and end police brutality. It's not going to change and it's not going to end systematic racism and oppression in America. So the idea that we're basically saving the world or 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 or, or thinking that we are. Uh, you know that we've that we've done the world uh, 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 a, a greater service by changing a name of a stupid asinine sports team is 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 absolutely ridiculous. Again, Redskins, I Redskins, I get it. It's it's insensitive. It's a slur. But. And, and, but Indians is somehow offensive and 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 racist and insensitive. And since when? And I'm not talking about adding an adjective on it to give it a negative connotation. I mean strictly the name Indians. I have never known it to be racist or racially insensitive. And again, if a bu- if if a bunch of Native Americans come out and say that 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 they have a problem with that and they want the name to be changed, fine. But you know, it's for the for the politically correct, overly sensitive, you know, and I hate to go this route, but damn it, let's, let's be honest. The 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 politically correct uh, white white folks out there that, that think that they're Malcolm X or Dr. King, or uh, or, um, or or James Baldwin wanting to change, thinking that changing the name of a stupid sports team is going to change the world, and all of a sudden end the racist problems in America. You, 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 you're not paying attention. The only people that should be the primary voice of outrage and should be out front and center if they want the Indians name and other teams like the Chiefs, if they want the name, here's what the. You you can all you can say something, but the primary voice I want to hear, the primary, not the only, but the primary voice I want to hear is that of the people that are being offended. I don't want to hear you know people, uh, you know white people out there that don't have an ounce of Native American blood in them telling us telling the whole world that they're offended by the name. Shut up! No, what what the hell does it matter to you? You ain't Native American. Shut shut the hell up. Person, if you're the person, don't sit here and tell me if I, how and if and when I should be offended by something. 
If it's if it's not offensive to you, don't don't speak, don't put words in their mouth and speak for them. If a Native American or Native Americans have a problem with the name, have them step up, rise up as a group and as a community, go up front and center and saying, I have a problem with this name, change it. But I want to hear the the overly sensitive, politically correct, granted, and most, most of them, you know, who you are, white people, you know, think that they're saving the world, you know, you know, who think that they're uh, John Brown. And and uh, and think and think that they're changing and making a a, a a a a fantastic significant difference in society by changing about what seven dopey sports teams' names, which fact that matter of it is is not going to end and or stop the racial oppression and the systematic racism in America. And the, for those of you out there that think that it will, you're sadly mistaken and you're living in a fantasy land. Because the Cleveland Indians name has nothing to do with the fact that Breonna Taylor was killed in her own home trying to trying to sleep. Or Namad Aubrey was shot was shot in the back going jogging. The Cleveland Indians name doesn't have a damn thing to do with that. And the changing of the name to the spiders or the tribe, whatever you want to call it, is not is not is not gonna is not gonna end hate hateful people like that. It's not gonna end it, and it's not gonna stop it. So the idea that you're essentially doing the world such a fantastic great deed, leading a charge on a picket lines like uh, like uh, you know like, like you're fighting in the, in the battle of the bulge that you that you make that you, uh, shut up. Okay. The primary voice I want to hear behind this name change is, is the Native Americans that are offended by it. Not not the not the politically correct people, you know, who who think that they're you know who think that they're that 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 they're an activist by changing a name of a stupid sports team. Because because that doesn't solve and that doesn't change anything. It it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I hate to break it, but it doesn't. You, th- you think what you're doing is that big of a deal? It isn't. I care about Native Americans and black people that are in positions of being in charge of the Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Indians' name. Because I'd much rather have the name state of Cleveland Indians with Native Americans and black people in positions of power within that organization then have them change the name out of quote unquote respect to to Native Americans, but yet look and see who who's 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 uh who's running the show and have them be ninety seven percent white people and look at the roster and see and count about you know two two black guys on a twenty five man roster. I'm just saying. Change the Redskins name. It's a slur. Indians, in my eyes, I do not see it as offensive nor as it racist. And I I could be wrong, but again, if it's that big and if it's that bad of an issue, I want the Native Americans, that community, I want them to be the primary voice to change the name. Not a bunch of, I hate, I hate to use, I hate to use this, but I'll say it anyway, what the hell. Not a, not a bunch of SJWs out there who think that they're, again, John Brown 
who thinks that the, all the world's problems will end if because we change the name of the Cleveland Indians. Let's, let's, let's call it like we see it. Again, they want to change it with the Indians' name, change it. But change it because the Native American wants to, not the politically correct, want to be offended by everything white person wants to. Because they're not offending, because if it's that offensive, they're not offending you, it's the Native American that should have a bigger gripe than, than the white person. And that, and that is fact. That is fact. Deshaun, not Deshaun Jackson spoke out of his hind parts earlier today, a quote, uh, basically spewing anti-Semitic garbage, uh, quoting Hitler. And, and, I, and I tell you this right now, okay? It's just as much crap as Drew Brees got for what he said at the National Anthem. Uh, again, the Jamil Hill, now she has every right to, Call up Trump and the white spur. Say something on this, Jamil. Don't just don't you know, don't 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 be a phony, don't be a fraud, and crawl up in your little ball and and and, and mums the word when you know when it comes to give your thoughts on, on uh Deshaun Jackson essentially quoting Adolf Hitler. It killed mil millions of Jews and couldn't essential and 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 couldn't stand Negroes and couldn't stand gays and the, Please. So, and not that that's not just for Jamil Hill, that's that's for everybody. All right. And I agree, you know, call out Donald Trump to the cows come home, call out the racism, call out the white, the, the white supremacy all day long. And I'm 100% for you and I'm 100% behind you. But be fair and it works both ways. Okay. The dude, the dude quoted Adolf Hitler for crying out loud. All right. If if we're, if we're going to give if we're going to get on Trump for the for the good people on both sides, got to get on on Deshaun Jackson for this. Be fair and be consistent. Don't be a fraud. Don't be a phony. Shamil Hill, that means you. Every and everybody else. You 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 packed you packed on Drew Brees. People that packed on Drew Brees and rightfully so, and gave Drew Brees hell. Give Deshaun Jackson hell too. Don't don't be silent and mums the word. Because because hatred is hatred and discrimination is discrimination. It, it works both ways, okay? You don't you don't don't pick and choose. You can't say how dare they white supremacy and and racism this that and the other and then Deshaun and then Deshaun Jackson doesn't know his ass from his elbow quotes Adolf Hitler and you essentially just let it slide. Uh uh, no. One last thing before we uh, say goodbye. Um, I understand that, uh, listen, Peter King came out, NFL, legendary NFL uh, writer, formerly of Sports Illustrated, now with uh, NBC Sports. Um, I know he came out and there's been backlash of him basically killing the sport of competitive eating and saying, you know, competitive eating is a sin and everything else. Well, I, I, maybe what Peter said was a little strong, but Peter's point was essentially the idea, you know, do you think maybe when we have, uh, again, millions of people unemployed and hungry and starving, do you think maybe we can, t because of this pandemic that, believe it or not, we're still in the middle of, 
Do you think that maybe we could have uh, taken a year off uh, from uh, from that uh, hot dog eating contest on the Fourth of July? I mean, could, could we have could we have taken a year off? Well, we're that desperate on the Fourth of July to watch Joey Chestnut stuff his face with seventy disgustingly and grossingly, by the way, stuff his face with seventy plus hot dogs. I mean, really. We we got we got to have a Fourth of July where we have Joey Chestnut guzzle down uh, hot dogs to to win, really when there's millions of people out there on the street hungry unemployed really now this this is what we're going to do when there's in the middle of a pandemic where millions of people going hungry starving not just in America but all over the world because of this pandemic and we're sitting up here having a a hot dog eating contest. Really? Yeah, I, I, I tell you. Do, do we, could we have gone one one lousy 4th of July without one? Is, is that too much to ask people? What a disgrace. Anyway. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast. If you like what you heard... Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Y'all have a good rest of your week. Talk to you in the next one. Take care.